0: Let us go to the Lord again in prayer. Heavenly Father, we come before You asking as we have just saying, that indeed You would take the Word and feed our souls. Obviously, we would pray that what we would say would be in harmony with Your Word and that it would magnify the Lord Jesus Christ as well as be a benefit and food and nourishment to the soul of all who hear. I can only speak, but it must be by Thy divine Holy Spirit to make the application to the heart. Often when when we read Your Word uh, individually, maybe even alone in, in, in our daily devotions, I fear all too often, at least I can speak for myself, that we go through it merely by rote. But there are those times, our God, when it seems as if many, if not all, of the words that we would read would find lodging in our souls in a way that only you can supply. Again, we would pray for faithful men who stand to proclaim Your Word. Ask that You would raise up others and if it would seem good in Your sight, You might send true revival. And again, we would ask that you would intervene with all of the turbulence, all of the wickedness, the vanity, the hatred of Christ, and your gospel and your people that goes on throughout the world. Draw nigh to your people, uphold us by your grace, that we might live in a way that is pleasing and honoring unto you. In Jesus' name, Amen. We come back to Galatians chapter 2. And uh, I'm not sure, but I think it might take both services to get through with all that we want to uh bring to our attention in the last two verses. Some of this I believe that we uh, have covered in uh, previous sermons, but I believe that what I'm going to be teaching today is so vital you cannot say it too often. And it's centered mainly around verse 20, but I'll read 20 and 21. I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me, and the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave Himself for me. I do not frustrate the grace of God. For if righteousness come by the law, then Christ is dead in vain. Now you, hopefully you remember that particularly when we were looking at verse 16, that we went back to Romans 3.27 and showed that there are two principles of Justification as well as two principles of living, and that is you either live by the works of the law, or the law of works, or the law of faith. Two principles, works or faith. And we need to keep that in mind as we continue going through this. And Paul brings that again, that out again, uh, when he talks about living by the faith of the Son of God in verse twenty, and then he talks about the uh, for if righteousness come by the law, then Christ is dead in vain. And Paul makes it plain that he is not frustrating the gospel, but he is right on target with the gospel. And naturally, the first part of this verse 20, we looked at somewhat last Lord's Day when He said He was crucified with Christ. That is, He was crucified judicially with Christ. The only two people that were crucified with Christ uh, in the flesh were the two thieves. But Christ represented us and we were crucified with Him Judicially. And then he says. That the life which I now live. I live by the faith of the son of God. That is he's living by this principle of faith. He's living by this principle of faith. And that is the life that we live here in this world. As we go about in our daily activities, we live it by faith. Now I want to uh, bring about. Look at Romans uh, one seventeen, and we'll read these. Verses now, we'll refer to them again later about the life of living by faith. Romans 1.17 For therein, that is, in the gospel, as he's talking about in verse 16, in other words, in the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed. From faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith. Now we'll get to this uh, later on in the third chapter of Galatians. And when we get to that verse, that is in Galatians 3.11, we probably won't say much about it because we are looking at it now but that no man is justified by the law in the sight of God it is evident for the just shall live by faith and then in Hebrews chapter 10 Verse 38, now the just shall live by faith, but if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. Now this phrase, the just shall live by faith, is actually a quote from Habakkuk chapter 2 and verse 4, Habakkuk, chapter 2, you remember Habakkuk was having some trouble by The fact that God was of pure eyes than to behold iniquity and yet the Babylonians were coming into uh, Judah and causing all kinds of chaos and turmoil and Habakkuk was wondering what was going on and by the time he got to the end of the book uh, he said uh, if he lost everything he's still going to serve the Lord. But... In the midst of this, in chapter 2 and verse 4, we don't have time to go back and reiterate all of this. He said, Behold, his soul which is lifted up is not upright in him, but the just shall live by his faith. And while Paul quotes this directly in Galatians 3.11, that we'll get to when we get to chapter 11, he's making reference to it now in this verse 20 when he says, The life that I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Now, this phrase, the just shall live by faith, I like something that Israel Atkinson said in his book, I quoted something from him last Lord's Day. He was a Baptist that lived in, well, I, <clears throat> I think it's was 1800s. I, I kindly forgot right now. <coughs> <coughs> Excuse me. But anyway, on page 75 of his book, talking about the just shall live by faith, he said, It is not the power nor the act of believing merely that is to be understood by the word faith but the whole principle so designated in opposition to that of works in other words he's going back to romans 3:27 there's two laws there's two principles You're either living by works or you're living by faith. You're either living by works or you're living by faith. Now let me say this. Walking by faith, if you're living by faith, you're walking by faith, is simply walking according to the truth of the Scriptures. I can't make it any plainer than that, though the rest of the day we're probably going to enlarge on that to show you this principle from Scripture in many ways, in many applications. Living by faith is not someone trying to do something to obtain something. In other words, if I've got enough faith, I can get this. Or If I've got enough faith, I can have that. That's the prosperity gospel, which is uh, a perversion. In other words, living by faith is not living in such a way in order to attain something. <clears throat> In fact, living by faith in one sense is the nature and the the, and the desire of the inner man created by the Holy Spirit in regeneration. This is the reason, (coughs) excuse me. <clears throat> Seems like I got something stuck in my throat. This is the reason the Lord Jesus Christ told the devil when he was tempted in the wilderness, Man shall not live by bread alone. But how is it that he is to live? By every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. In other words, if you're living by faith, you're living by the word of God. You're living by the word of God. And not only that, in Hebrews <clears throat> in Hebrews chapter eight there's a there's a <clears throat> a vital <clears throat> excuse me. There's a <clears throat> There are, there's a vital principle <coughs> that's found that we need to always keep in mind as well. Verse 10. <coughs> Hebrews 8. Verses 10 and 11. For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, saith the Lord. He's quoting from Jeremiah 31. And even though it's a covenant that He made with Israel, and with the Israel that He's talking about, is the true Israel, that is, those who are children of God by faith, or by Abraham, or the seed of Abraham. And that includes Gentiles who have the same Faith, for this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days. I will put my laws into their mind and write them in their hearts. And I will be to them a God and they shall be to me a people. And they shall not teach every man his neighbor and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord. For all shall know me from the least to the greatest. In other words, <coughs> when God regenerates one of His children, He writes into their heart the Word of God, as it were. And though He does not know uh, Matthew 4.4, where Jesus said, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. He may not know those words, but the principle of that is in his heart. In other words, when an individual is regenerated by the Spirit of God, his number one desire is to obey God. He wants to obey God. The problem is he still has a sinful body and therefore there's a warfare that goes on. But as Paul said in Romans 7, he said with the flesh he served the law of God, but with the mind with the mind he served Christ. <clears throat> in regeneration and we'll get to this again in Galatians chapter Five in verses. Well, we'll just read those verses, twenty-two and twenty-three. But the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, longsuffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. In other words, there's not a law against how much you can do those things. (laughs) But the point that I'm wanting to make here is that when God regenerates us, one of the things that is instilled in the new man is faith. He's given faith. Many of the theologians would call this the habit of faith the habit of faith or the principle of faith now i've got a whole bunch of synonyms written down here for the word habit and some of them may not make sense to you unless we were to go into Trying to explain each and all. But one of the first ones was practice. In other words, you have the habit of faith. You have the practice or the desire to do that. Custom, pattern, routine, style, convention, policy, want. That's W-O-N-T. In other words, you have the desire to do. Way, manner, mode norm, tradition, matter of course, rule, that would be a good one, the rule of faith, usage, tendency, the tendency of living by faith, the propensity, inclination, the bent, the proclivity, proneness, disposition, predisposition. (laughs) And you could go on and on and on. But I hope by reading all of that, you get the idea that the habit of faith is a way of life. Because that's where we're going. And therefore, seeing that living by faith is a way of life, then living by faith is not working up our emotions and convincing ourselves of some objective. In other words, someone may say, Well, if I had more faith, I wouldn't do such and such. Or if I had more faith, I would receive such and such. And so, uh, a person that has the wrong idea of faith uh, say, a child in school. Well, if I just had enough faith, I can make all A's. And by thinking and wishing and believing that they going to make all A's, then they would do it. Well, they won't get all A's that way. They would get all A's by working for them. If if they have the ability to do that. She, say, what, what do you mean by that? Well, uh, I'm not saying that I did uh, everything that I could, but I went to high school and college uh, with a boy, and he made all A's in high school and in college. I studied and studied and studied not so much in high school, but in college on some of those things. I studied and studied and studied and studied. I still didn't make A's. <laughs> in other words, I'm just a average Joe Blow out there. I don't, I'm not one of those that has a super intelligence like some people. And so that makes a, a difference with regard to uh, studying. But At least I could uh, do the best I could with what I had. (laughs) And that's what we have to do. But the point that I want to make is we seem to think that if that faith is believing enough and working my way up enough that I can attain some objective. Through my emotions and thinking and feeling. But that's not what walking by faith is. Walking by faith is not feelings and emotions. Walking by faith is not feelings and emotions. However, hear me out on this. I hope I'm not being too technical. Technical. When a person lives by faith, feelings and emotions may happen. That is, feelings and emotions that you want may happen. They may not. One example is, when a child of grace submits to the Lord in baptism, the Scriptures tells us that that's an answer of a good conscience toward God. So when when a child of grace biblically submits to baptism, there may be some emotions in that. That is a good conscience. But not necessarily always. And a sense of peace, a sense of satisfaction, a sense of joy and or emotions may come forth with such an action of faith. right now the world is in turmoil not as much turmoil here in some ways as there is in the UK- Ukraine a person here may be wrapped up in nightly news and in somewhat fear and trepidation of what might happen. Whereas a child of grace may see the same thing and he with a proper understanding of the Word of God realizes more than two things I'm going to bring back. But one thing is, I can't change it. Nothing I can do, other than pray. Secondly, I am not to allow that to cause me to have sleepless nights and just being constantly afraid. Because if I believe the sovereignty of God, And that God upholds all things by the word of His power. I believe that God has that all in control. And I have a sense of peace in the midst of trials and afflictions. You remember our Lord in, uh, I believe it's in John 16. He, He was on His way to the cross the night that He would be betrayed and Taken into custody. What did he say? My peace I leave with you. My peace. In the midst of trials and in the midst of afflictions, with a proper understanding of the Word of God, you have an abiding peace. You're not ignorant. You'll do whatever you need to do, you're not going to just be sitting there indifferent. But you'll have an abiding peace and you might think I ought to be more upset by what's going on than what I am. It may be that you're living more by faith than you think you are. Why? Because you know that God has it all under control. You're just a little child. You don't understand what's going on. But daddy is there and he's taking care of it all. Your Heavenly Father. He's taking care of it all. I hope that gives you some insight also of where we're going. There may be feelings of rejection and other sensations that you are experiencing when you're being persecuted in your obedience to God. For example, in your obedience to God and in walking by faith, if some loved one, family member, or good friend turns on you and speaks all kinds of harm against you. You're not going to feel good about that. That's going to hurt. It's going to hurt your feelings. It's going to hurt your emotions. But you're still walking by faith. So in, in saying that walking by faith is not feelings and emotions. Feelings and emotions for good or for bad. Or good feelings or bad feelings may be a result of walking by faith. You need to make that distinction and keep that distinction clear, lest you be confused. Because you might say, "Well, if I was walking by faith, I wouldn't be having all these this trouble." Well, the more you walk by faith, you may have more trouble. Why? Because you're obedient. You're being obedient. To the Word of God. You're being obedient to the Word of God. As we said before, walking by faith is believing the Scriptures or believing God, in other words. Look at Matthew, uh, Mark chapter 4. Here we'll have a good illustration. Mark Chapter four. We'll start at verse thirty five. And when, excuse me, and the same day, when the even was come, he, that is Jesus, saith unto them, Let us pass over unto the other side. In other words, they were going to cross the Sea of Galilee. And when they had sent away the multitude, they took him, even as he was in the ship, And he arose, and rebuked the wind, and said unto the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. And he said unto them, Why are ye so fearful? How is it that ye have no faith? And they feared exceedingly, and said one to another, what manner of man is this, that even the wind and the sea obey Him? Why did He rebuke them for their little faith? Because in verse 35 He said, Let us pass over unto the other side. In other words, Jesus said, we're going to the other side. We're not going to sink in the... in the, in the sea. It doesn't matter what storm is going to come. We're going to the other side. But they were fearful. They said, we're going to perish. They woke Him up. Of course, He made the sea calm. But He rebuked them because they didn't believe what He had already said, we're going to the other side. Now that's a good example. And He said unto them, how is it that ye have no faith? In other words, they didn't believe Him when He said we're going to the other side. That showed their lack of faith. When we are not believing the word of God, then we too are showing lack of faith. And when we believe the word of God, that shows our that, that shows the faith that we have. Now we can't look at every verse regarding faith we're going to look at some of them but we can't look at every every one the english word not the greek word the english word faith is found 247 times in the bible it is found the english word is found only two times in the Old Testament. Do you know where one of them is? Habakkuk 2.4 that we read earlier. The other one is in Deuteronomy 32. I want to turn and read there. Deuteronomy Thirty two. Verse twenty. And he said, I will hide my face from them, I will see what their end shall be. For they are a very forward generation, children in whom is no faith. Now, that Hebrew word for faith in Deuteronomy 20 is mentioned five times. It's, only, it's translated one time faith. That's the Hebrew word we're talking about the Old Testament the Hebrew word that translated faith in Habakkuk 2.4 is a different Hebrew word that's found 49 times. But the two words, the two Hebrew words that's found in Deuteronomy 32.20 and Habakkuk 2.4 are essentially the same thing. If you were to look them up in Strong, one of them is uh, number 529 and the other one is 530. So you can see they're right right there together. Almost, almost the same word. But since Habakkuk 2.4 is quoted three times in the New Testament, we're going to look at that hebrew word in a few times in the old testament we're not going to look at all 49 but i think by looking at this it'll help you to understand what we are trying to teach about what faith is that it is a lifestyle not an emotion emotions may come from this lifestyle but it's not the emotions. And that's something that we need to keep in mind. Now, the Hebrew word that we're going to look at is translated various ways. And it's, <coughs> we'll look at them here in a minute. But it's translated steady, truth, faithfulness, faithfully. In their set office. That ought to cause you to say, huh? But we're going to see that it really fits. Verily and stability. Now as we look at these few verses that we're going to look at. It will be seen clearly that this word for faith. Carries the idea of a consistent walk or a continuance of life that is in harmony with the truth of the Scriptures andor the Gospel. It never portrays the idea of something originating in the mind. It's not something that you can work up, it's not something that comes out of your heart or emotions. And I think that it might be summarized by the simple motto of, uh, 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 or maxim of Robert E. Lee. The simple maxim of Robert E. Lee was two words. Duty first. Duty first. I've got a little book at home about the life of Robert E. Lee. And that's the name of it. Beauty first. He was known for that. Now let's look at this Hebrew word and see if we can get a continuity of what God would have us to understand when He said in Habakkuk 2.4, the just shall live by faith. First, let's look at Exodus chapter. 17. Like I said, don't get excited. We're not going to look at all 49. This is when... Joshua was fighting the Amalekites. And Moses, when he held up his hands, they were winning. But when he got tired and his hands came down, uh, the battle switched to the favor of the Amalekites. And they set Moses down on a rock. And Aaron and Hur stood on either side and held up Moses' hands. All right. The passage that we want here is verse 12. But Moses' hands were heavy. And they took a stone and put it under him, and he sat thereon. And Aaron and Hur stayed up his hands, the one on the one side, the other on the other side. And his hands were, here's the word, steady. Faith. His hands were continuing in a stated position until the going down of the sun. If you've got a steady lifestyle you understand what we're talking about. may not be in other words, a man may be on the job, and he has a certain function to perform, and he's steady at it. That means he he stays on it. He may not feel good. He may have some sore muscles. He may it might be a, a stinking job if he's cleaning out a a, a barn of manure. <laughs> But he stays steady at it. He's constant. That's what faith is. That's what faith is. Steady. All right, let's look at Deuteronomy 32 in verse 4. We saw the other word used in verse 20, but in verse 4 is this same word that is used. He is the rock. Deuteronomy 32.4 He is the rock. His work is perfect. All His ways are judgment. The God of truth. Faith. That's that word. God of truth and without iniquity. Just and right is He. So faith is not just being steady at something. It's being steady at the truth of God. In other words, simply obeying God. All right. Let's drop to Second Kings. Second Kings chapter twelve. Second Kings twelve fifteen Moreover they reckoned Yes, moreover they reckoned not with the men in whose hand they delivered the money, but to bestowed on the workmen they dealt faithfully faithfully. Now go to first Chronicles. I don't think there needs to be any explanation there with that verse. But first Chronicles chapter nine Verse twenty two. Sorry, I'm in Second Chronicles, but be I should be in First. Stay where you are. First Chronicles, chapter nine, verse twenty-two. All these which were chosen to be porters in the gates were two hundred and twelve. These were reckoned by their genealogy in their villages, whom David and Samuel the seer did ordain in their set office. Their set office. In other words, these were people that were set aside to do a job. They weren't set aside to feel good. They weren't set aside to work up some emotions. They were set aside to do a job. And they continued in that job. You, you, are you getting the idea of what faith is? Are you seeing that it is? if you're walking by faith, you're walking by, the, by obedience to the Word of God. Down in verse 26, the same chapter. For these Levites, the four chief porters, were in their set office and were over the chambers and treasuries of the house of God. And in verse 31, And met one of the Levites, who was the firstborn of Shalom and the Korahite, had the set office over the things that were made in the pans. In other words, these people were appointed for a job. And if they did their job like they ought to, they did it faithfully. They were men of faith. They were men of faith. And people who live according to the Scriptures are men of faith or women of faith. As this modern generation will make everything equal. But you all know when I talk about mankind. <clears throat> Psalm 33. I'm going to have to hurry up here. I hope I'm not being too tedious. But I want to drive this point home. And hopefully, uh, if it will even make you dream about it. So that it will be uh, put into your conscience. That help you to know what it is to walk by faith. It's not some emotion. It's not some feeling. It's not working yourself up to do something. It's far more concrete than some metaphysical or, or mythological or, or some thing of the mind. Psalm so thirty three four. For the word of the Lord is right and all His works are done in truth. The word truth there. The word truth. Now, Psalm 40. Psalm 40. Verse ten I have not hid thy righteousness within my heart. I have declared thy faithfulness and thy salvation. I have not concealed thy loving kindness and thy truth from the great congregation, but obviously the word faithfulness there, and you can see the connection with faithfulness to righteousness and so on. And then in Psalm, well I'm not going to turn and read that. In Psalm 119.86, 86, and Psalm 119, verse 138, and Lamentation 323, all of those are faithful or faithfulness. And then the one that triggered it, Habakkuk 24. Now by looking at how that Hebrew word for faith in Habakkuk two four is used in some other places, does it not make sense now what walking by faith is? And you don't have to figure out do I have if I've got a certain feeling that I'm walking by faith, or if I've got some kind of emotion I'm walking by faith? No, it's far more concrete than that. It's far more concrete than that. Well, we'll stop here this afternoon. We're going to do the same thing in the New Testament. And showing that I'm I'm not just using the Old Testament, but we're going to look at this New Test, this word for faith in the New Testament and how it plays out to be the same thing. I want you to see with great clarity what it is to walk by faith. For a long time, I, I, I always wondered, am I walking by faith or not? Am I walking by faith or not? Am I doing this by faith or not? Am I, am I following the Lord in this or not? And I was trying to go by my feelings and my emotions and my imagination. And sometimes, sometimes, when we walk out, like Abraham, when he left Ur of Chaldea, it said that he went out not knowing whether he went. But he had that given to him by God that he had to go. It's something that... And it wasn't against the Scriptures. Of course, the thing about Abraham was he was an idol worshiper and so his life was turned around Quite quickly, but he followed the Lord. Thankfully, we've got the Word. We've got the Word. We have a more sure word of prophecy that Peter talks about. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank You for the clarity of Your Word. It takes a little digging sometimes to figure out what it's all about. But nevertheless, you have made it clear unto us. And we're not left to our imagination or our emotion or certain emotion or certain feeling. There have been times in the past I was convinced and had certain feelings and emotions about certain things that I just knew was of view that it didn't come out that way. But what we have presented today shows a whole different light on the picture. Help us to keep it in mind for being the sinners that we are, we are so prone, so prone to making our evaluation by how we feel or how we think. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.